Welcome to Mindset and Money Mastery for Photographers, the podcast. We help overwhelmed photographers make more money while simplifying their business by mastering their, you guessed it, mindset and money. Tune in each week for practical and actionable tips to take your photography business up a notch. Let's dive right in. I am so excited to dive into one of my favorite topics that happens to be based on a workshop that we host every year called our Plan Your Year Workshop. Today, we're going to dive into nine things you need to do in your business going into the new year to make sure that you stay on track and you're also continuing to grow in your business and you have a really solid method to keep track of where you're at in your business. And these are things that should be done not only at the end or the first of the year, but also you should check in on these things really monthly. And some of these things you should even be visiting daily in your business. So let's dive into these nine areas that you need to be thinking about as you dive into the new year. And also, if you want to learn more about how to work through this process and how to actually do this in a very strategic manner, make sure you check out our Plan Your Year workshop because we are going to be hosting a Plan Your Year workshop again in January. We just hosted our December live version and we'll be hosting another version in January, which you can find all the details about that in the show notes here. So the first thing we want to talk about is setting clear goals. Did you know that only 14% of people actually have goals? And those people that have goals are 10 times more likely to achieve those goals than people without goals. So you as a business owner right now, do you have goals for your business? If you do, you are 10 times more likely to reach those goals than everyone else out there who doesn't take the time to set a goal for their business or goals for their business. And did you know that only 3% of people actually take the time to write down their goals? So you might have goals that are floating around in your head or be like, "Eh, I want to accomplish this, or I would love to build a six-figure brand, or I would love to have a half million dollar photography studio. But you need to take the time to write down those goals because those 3% of people that actually write down their goals are 30 times more successful than people without goals. Now, let's say you have goals and you write them down. My next question is, are you visiting those goals each and every day? Are you having those goals at the top of your mind? Are you checking in with those goals every single day to see where you're at? You should be visiting your goals each and every day to make sure that you're staying on track and you are on the right trajectory to hit those goals. Now, studies have shown that goals that have a high emotional value also are extremely important when you're setting goals. So that means you need to have purpose and emotion behind why you're setting these goals. I always like to say you should think about what accomplishing this goal is going to allow you to do, not only for yourself, but for others. And when you have that passion and that fire inside of you to accomplish these goals, because this emotional place that you're driven from that allows you to accomplish these things, your brain will actually downwardly evaluate the difficulty of that goal. So instead of that goal feeling so big and huge and like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'll ever accomplish that. Your brain will actually think, man, that's really important to her. So it must not be that hard. We can do this. This means that your goals really need to be written with intention. And let me give you a few tips on how to write good goals with intention. 
The first thing is that you should set specific and challenging goals. Did you know that there was a study done once upon a time of people about saving their energy consumption? And people who set the bigger goal to save their energy consumption by 30% actually saved on their energy consumption. Whereas those people that said, oh, I'm just going to save my energy consumption by 5%, those people didn't save any energy. So it's actually been scientifically proven and studied that you should set specific and challenging goals that makes you more likely to achieve those goals. We also know that you should write down your goals, that you should visit those goals daily. And to take that a step further, you should be sharing your goals in community, which is why I believe that having a program or community, whether it's a coaching program, a mentoring group, or just a business coach or somebody there that's going to listen to your goals, to check in on you, to say, hey, how's it going? Is so, so important and gets people further, faster in their business than those people that don't have a strong community or a group of people surrounding them or a coach surrounding them that's going to be there to check in with them. We also want you to think about imagining and visualizing your goals. So what will your life look like? What will your business look like when you can achieve that? What will it feel like when you accomplish those things? Because imagining and visualizing those goals allows you to put that emotion and that feeling behind those goals, which makes you that much more likely to actually go out and accomplish those goals. So I'm going to ask you today, do you have goals written down in your business? Are they clear and concise? Are you checking in with those goals on the daily? Do you even know where to begin with writing your goals out? If not, start today. Start with one little goal for your business. Not little, because we just said we should make big goals. But start with one thing today. And then really start to focus on how you can build goals for your business that you can work towards achieving. The second thing we want to dive into is planning from a higher place. If you've ever been on a live event or a training for me, you've probably noticed that I love to do this, what I call a dream big visualization. It is incredibly important that when you're planning your year, that you are thinking and dreaming from a higher place. Now, you're probably wondering, like, what does this mean? When I say planning and dreaming from a higher place, this means that you need to plan your life and business as the person where you want to be five or 10 years down the road. Because if you look at yourself right now, chances are you might not quite be the person that you need to be in order to run your business. But if you can sit down and you can feel what it is like to live in the identity of that person who wakes up in the morning and feels like they have really made it, they have accomplished it, they've met their goals, they feel like this is it. This is what they've been working for. If you can put yourself in the position and the place of that person, then you can start to think like that person. You can start to make decisions like that person because that person has all of the answers of what you need to do to get where you're going. Believe it or not, that person, you in the future, has all of the answers and knows the hard things that you need to be doing 
to build your business and get where you want to go. And this is something that is so incredibly important. And like I said, it is something I start out most live events, workshops, seminars that I teach is with this dream big visualization. And I'll kind of give you a little bit of insight into what that looks like and what it is. You have a better idea of what I'm talking about here. But essentially, you sit down, you take a few minutes to really meditate on the person who has made it. The version of yourself that wakes up and feels like, I've done it. I've accomplished it. I'm living my life. This is amazing. Everything's functioning like I want it to function. My personal life my family, my business, my friends, the people around me, my community. What does that look like in a perfect world when I close my eyes and I feel it? Looking to create more magic in your business? Make sure you join us over in Your Magic Year. Your Magic Year is our new year-long program designed to help give you direction and guidance as you move throughout the next year in your business. Together, we're going to work through quests each and every month. We're going to have a magical training every month to give you guidance and direction. But most importantly, you're going to be surrounded in a community of people that are also working towards the same goals as yourself so you don't have to feel alone. Check out the link in the show notes. For me, This is always an extremely valuable exercise that I do in my personal life, and I encourage all of my coaching clients to do the same thing. And if you decide that you want to join us in our Planner Year workshop in January, this is something that we're going to walk through live on that workshop. Every time I do this at an event, people come back and they're like, oh my gosh, Corinda, that was amazing. Like, I had so much clarity on what I wanted my life to be like, what I wanted to achieve, where I needed to be in order to do that. And I also got so many great answers on the changes and the steps I needed to take to get there. And this is one of those things that feels a little woo-woo and a little out there. And I, I get it. I get it. The first time I did this myself, I kind of felt like this is strange. This is crazy. And then I just trusted the process and I went with it. And I realized how powerful it was. And this is why it's something that I encourage people to incorporate into their business, into their daily lives, actually, because it is so incredibly powerful. And if you ever get a chance to attend a live event with me, just get ready because it's going to happen and you're going to have so much clarity on what you need to do to get to where you need to be in your life. The third thing that I want to talk about is knowing your financial goals. In order to really tackle your business and to run your business and plan out your business and your goals, you need to really start with your financial goals. You need to know exactly what you need to be making from each and every client that walks through your door in order to meet your financial goals. You also need to understand business finances in order to create your financial goals so that you can accurately plan how much you need to make. And the thing is, is that it's hard (laughs) to think like, how much money is it going to cost me to run a $250,000 year photography business when you might be making $50,000 a year right now? It's hard to imagine all the expenses. Man, if y'all saw my credit card bill every month in my business, y'all would probably pass out. I spend so much money 
And I always laugh and think like, if I could go back in time and tell myself 10 years ago when I started my business, how much money it would cost just to operate my business on the daily, I would have laughed at myself and said, you're crazy. Get out of here. There's no way it's going to cost that much money to run your business. But it does. And the more you scale and the more you grow, the more expenses that come with that. And I think that a lot of times in the beginning, it's hard to figure out how to plan our businesses and how to set those goals and what that looks like financially in a business because we have no idea how you could possibly have tens of thousands of dollars worth of expenses or even hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of expenses in your business until we get to that point. So it's really important to understand standard business finances, I like to say. In the business world, there's certain percentages and kind of landmarks that most businesses operate off of. And if you can take those standard business numbers and percentages, and you can apply those numbers into a photography business, then you can start to say, oh, well, if I'm making $300,000 a year in my business, I'm probably going to have around $120,000 worth of expenses or whatever that might be, right? So if you start to understand business finances and money and business and how that works, it's going to help you set your financial goals and understand those so much better. The other thing is that these numbers help you figure out what you need to get your clients to invest with you to meet your goals. Because you might say like, yeah, I want to have a business that makes multiple six figures, but you need to know exactly how that translates into how many clients you need a year or a month. And also what those clients need to be investing with you, which takes us to our next step. Number four is performing a client audit. A client audit is extremely important because you need to know where your clients for the past year are currently at. What are your clients investing with you? How much are they spending? What are they buying? Where did they come from? Who are your best clients and what makes your best clients different? And then you can go back and look at your financial goals and say, whoa, my clients are spending $2,000. Really? I need to get my clients to $6,000 to meet my goals. How can I take these $2,000 clients and turn them into $6,000 clients? What adjustments, what tweaks do I need to make in order to raise my average client investment? And the best way to do that is with a strong, solid client audit. And this might be my favorite part of the planner year workshop, honestly, is the client audit because I made this amazing um, spreadsheet that is included with the planner year workshop. And with our client audit section, I have this amazing table and it allows us to sit down and really analyze down to the specifics of what our clients investing, what they're buying, what percentage of clients buy what products, how many images they're buying, how many images on average did our clients buy last year, all of those things. And it breaks it down for us in a really cool, easy to understand and analyze way. And it is super valuable. The spreadsheet that we use in the Planner Year Workshop is just like literally it's golden. Everyone's like, holy crap, this is great. Where has this been my whole life? But it is something that I have essentially taken what I do in my own personal business each and every year. And I've converted it into a really easy to use worksheet in a spreadsheet that allows y'all to go through with my plan year workshop and figure these things out. 
So whenever you do a client audit, you're going to be looking at your average client investment, what they purchased, how big of art they purchased, and then you're going to be looking at ways to increase their investment, right? So you might look at those numbers and say, you know what? Only 50% of my clients bought wall art. I need to make sure that 80% of my clients are buying wall art. Or you might look at those numbers and say, you know what? The biggest piece of art I sold was a 30 by 40. Next year, I want to sell 40 by 60s. Or you might say most of my clients are buying 16 by 20s and that is not big enough. I want most of my clients to be buying at least a 30 by 40 or above. So you can look at those numbers about your wall art and your analysis of your wall art sales and see what you can do to raise those up to improve for the following year and also to make you more money, right? Maybe you look at this and you say, huh, only 20% of my clients bought albums. What can I do to get 50% of my clients to buy albums? What changes can I make? Can I tweak my pricing? Do I need to offer incentives for them to buy an album? Or maybe it's folio boxes, right? What do I need to do to make tweaks to optimize these clients' investments? Or you might look at the number of images that your clients have purchased and say, hey, my clients are only buying like six images on average. What can I do to get them to buy 11? Maybe you need to change the way you're photographing your clients. Maybe you need to add variety in your posing. Maybe you need to be changing the things you say in your info call to prep them better for the possibility of investing more money or buying wall art or putting a piece of art on their wall. Maybe you need to look at your process during your image reveal because maybe you're calling too much during your image reveal when you're sorting your images and instead you need to encourage your clients to leave more images in that love pile so you can sell more. Or maybe the way you're showing portraits on your client's walls, or maybe you're not even showing portraits on your client's walls, but maybe the way you're using your wall mock-ups during your reveal is missing a critical key to success. That's why you're not selling those 40 by 60s that you want to be selling. So you start to look through your whole system from your info call to your planning call to the way you photograph your clients to your image reveal. And you start to say, what tweaks can I make in my process that are going to allow me to sell more of what I want to sell or more images or bigger wall art and all of those things, right? Your client audit also allows you to look at the types of sessions that you're offering and see which sessions are performing the best. Maybe there's a category, maybe you're photographing weddings and maybe you start to realize by your client audit that you're almost making as much money with one portrait session as you're making with a wedding and it might be time to start letting weddings go, or you know that you need to make more money from those weddings to make them worth your time. You can also look at your marketing avenues when you do a client audit. Which of my marketing avenues are performing the best? Which ones aren't? What do I need to pivot? What changes do I need to make in my marketing strategy going into the new year? The fifth thing that we really want to dig into is a financial audit. So we want to do a client audit and a financial audit. Are you tired of looking at your bank account and wondering where all of your money went? If you are, that means that the financial audit is incredibly important for you. Do you know your numbers? If I ask you right now in this very moment, how much money did you make this year? Do you know that number off the top of your head? You better know that number off the top. If I called you up at any given day of the year, you should know how to answer that question. You should know your numbers. You should love your money in your business and have a great relationship with that money and great awareness of that money. 
And part of that is doing really good in-depth financial audits of your business. Knowing exactly where your money is going and where it has gone in the past, but also being able to take those numbers, look at your standard business practices and say, am I falling in line with standard business practices? Are these numbers fitting into what they should be for most businesses that are profitable? Or do I need to make some hard adjustments here? And then also taking those numbers and what you've spent in the past and being able to accurately create a budget and a plan for the new year to know how to decide what to do with your next year. So this is step number six. Step number six is creating a budget for the new year. You need to be able to create a budget for your new year based on your financial audit so you can plan for big purchases and all the things that you think you're going to need in order to run the business you want to be running. I encourage you to think about everything under the sun, those big purchases, whether it's a computer or camera, equipment, whether it's random subscriptions here and there, a membership to PPA or whatever it might be. Include everything underneath the sun that you think you could potentially need in your business for the next year. Because worst case scenario is overestimate how much you're going to spend and then underspend. And that just means you get a little bit of extra money in your pocket at the end of the year. So performing your financial audit and then using that to create a budget for the new year is incredibly important. And making sure that you're checking in with your financial audit and your budget as you go. Every month, you should be checking in on these numbers and see where you're at. The seventh thing I want to talk about is marking off your calendar. Marking off your calendar is so incredibly important. And honestly, might be one of my favorite things to do every year. Um, I get a little excited ordering my new yearly calendar and really planning out my entire year. I keep a giant wall calendar on the wall in my office, and I use this calendar to live by. I have my entire year planned out for the next 12 months before this year will even end. I will hang up my new wall calendar this week, actually, and I will plan everything out. This allows me to set boundaries with my time and my life. And it also allows me to have a sense of stability and knowing what to expect. When you plan your year, you should think about Setting time off for yourself, first and foremost, right? It is way too easy as a business owner to bend over backwards and to be like, yeah, sure, I guess I can do it that weekend or that night. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll, you know, not go to that family thing because you really need a session that day. But no, you shouldn't have to do that. You should sit down and plan your calendar out. And when a client asks you, hey, when can you do my session? You know when your sessions are going to happen. Months way months in advance before they even happen. You know where your sessions are going to happen sometimes a year in advance because you haven't planned out on your calendar. When a client says, hey, can I have an evening meeting? You can say, yeah, Tuesday evenings, I can meet with you or whatever it may be. Or if they need a weekend session, yeah, I have one weekend a month that I'm going to work and here's the weekend this month that I'm working. Sorry, it's already booked. You're going to have to wait till next month or next year right? It allows you to have boundaries and it allows you to have the stability. That other thing is that it keeps you on track for putting yourself and your time off first. If you don't have a physical calendar to look at and to say, hey, that week I'm off. It's my birthday. I'm taking a break for the week. Or you know what? I'm taking off from December 15th to January 15th. 
I'm not dealing with clients. I'm not working. I'm going to put an away message up. I'm off. And when your client says, can you do that? You look at your calendar on the wall and say, nope, sorry, I can't. It's blocked off. So pre-planning your calendar and marking your time off is extremely important, but also deciding which days you're going to have sessions way in advance and scheduling for big events or anything else you want to attend throughout the year. The other thing this prevents is the whole thing of when a client contacts you and they're like, hey, when can you do the session? And you look at your calendar and you're like, well, you know, I can do any day. What day do you want? No, you can look at your calendar and say, well, I can do the third, the fourth, the 17th or the 18th, which day works best for you. By having limited days and specific availability that you've pre-planned out months in advance, when you talk to a client and you're giving them your availability, it builds a sense of authority and you and your business because it makes it sound like you are in demand, right? They don't need to know that you only set aside four days a month for sessions. But when you tell them, hey, I have these four dates available, it's a lot different and it creates a very different relationship with your clients and a different respect from your clients than being like, yeah, any day, just tell me when. So I really want you to keep that in mind. And I really want to encourage you to set aside specific days for time off for your sessions and any weekends that you're going to work, right? You don't have to work on weekends. Let me just tell you this. I have photographed one session on a weekend this entire year. One. It's the only time I've worked on the weekend this year for a client because I don't like working and shooting sessions on the weekends. It's not my jam. If a client wants to work with me, I say, sorry, I only photograph sessions during the week. And they go, okay, I guess I'll figure it out. I'll get, try to get off work early. Well, hmm, okay, yeah, I'll pull my kid out of school. No big deal, right? My clients respect my time and they value me and my time. And when I tell them I don't work on the weekends and I don't take sessions on the weekends, they respect that. And they figure out how to make it work if they want to work with me. So those are the things I want you to think about whenever you are planning to mark off your calendar for the year. The eighth thing I want to talk about is in the same realm of calendar talk, but it's time blocking your week. It goes along with the same idea of setting boundaries. Setting boundaries in your day-to-day schedule is just as important as setting boundaries in your yearly schedule. This allows for consistency and so that you know what to expect from day to day. And also it creates consistency with your clients. So you should set aside time every week for things like client meetings. You should set a time every week for your editing, for your backend work, for sessions, whatever it might be. Sit down, look at your calendar, decide what hours you're going to work. Are you going to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from eight to one? Are you going to work Monday through Thursday from two to six? Whatever it may be, decide what time and what hours you're going to work in your business and decide and commit to yourself that you are only going to work in those designated hours. And when your time is up, just like if you were working at a real job, you clock out of your office, you close your computer and you go home. Stop treating your business like it's a full-time 24-7 thing. Stop staying up till two o'clock in the morning and not going to bed with your spouse. Like those are not fun things. Set a schedule and stick to it. Create consistency and dependability within your week. Have it so that you know, hey, you know what? If I'm going to have client meetings, they're always on Tuesdays. 
Have it so that you have one evening a week that if you need to work in the evening for client meetings, you know it is every week the same evening you might have client meetings. For me, it's Tuesdays. I know that Tuesdays, if I have a client that needs an evening meeting, it's going to happen on a Tuesday. And it's going to have to happen after 7 p.m. My child goes to bed at 7 p.m., my husband will put him down, and I hop on meetings right at 7. Every Tuesday. He knows that's a Tuesday. Corinda might be working late, right? So yes, sometimes you might work late, but if there's a schedule and there's dependability and consistency within that schedule, it is much easier than just accidentally booking a meeting every night for the entire week, right? So keep that in mind, set consistency in your schedule on a weekly basis. Then I want you to really think about the other side of this. Having this set schedule and time blocking for your week allows you to use automated schedulers like Calendly so you can set hours when clients can book with you. And that way, somebody doesn't go to your calendar and they don't pull up your Calendly and it's like, oh, cool, I can meet with Corinda seven days a week from eight to 10 o'clock at night or 8 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night, right? We want them to look at our calendar and think, wow, Corinda only has time on Tuesdays from this time to this time and this time to this time. I better make it work because Corinda's time is valuable. That's how your client should treat you. I think there's like this bit of feeling in the photography industry that our time isn't valuable because we're photographers and we're artists and we have our own businesses. So we should work all the time in the evenings and we should work on the weekends. That's crap. And it does not have to be that way. Let me tell you that. So set these times, use automated schedulers like Calendly so that when your clients can go in and they can book a time and there's no more back and forth either seriously. But also the other piece of this is it allows you and your family and your relationships with your partner to also have that sense of dependability and schedule because your spouse or your kids know, Hey, mom, Tuesday nights, those are mom's working nights. Those are when she has sessions or she has meetings or your kids know, Hey, mom always works the first weekend of the month. She doesn't work any of the other weekends, but the first weekend of the month, we know mom's going to have sessions. Whatever that might be for you and your business, put those things on paper, share them with your family, share them with your kids, your spouse, your significant other, let them know what your plan is so that they know what to expect. And so that your business doesn't become a weird suck of your life for your entire family. Number nine is creating a marketing strategy so that you can market with intention. Create a marketing plan that gives you a clear and concise plan of what to focus on so that you are not just all over the place with your marketing. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know how to market my business, or I think I'm marketing, but I'm not getting any clients. I'm here to tell you that social media is not enough when it comes to marketing. And those of you that aren't just doing social media, but maybe you feel like you're just throwing paint at a wall and hoping it sticks, I'm going to tell you that there is a better way to have a strategy and a specific plan so that when you are throwing that paint on the wall, you are ensuring that it sticks. Steer your marketing towards the exact clients that you want and then figure out how to get them through your door. Stop letting social media and the algorithm decide your fate and create a plan that takes marketing into your own hands. This is incredibly important. 
marketing can feel like such a big monster. And I'll be honest, it is. But what I like to say is it's like a spider web. And you have to build a very strong spider web when it comes to marketing. And I would say social media, yes, it's kind of at the center these days. But there's a lot of other pieces and a lot of other legs of the spider web that impact your business. And the larger your web grows, the more flies you're going to catch. The more clients are going to come in your door. But you have to have a solid plan and you have to know exactly where you want each one of those clients to come from so that you know how and where to focus your marketing efforts. Now, I know I've flown through these nine things that you need to do to plan your business for the new year. If you want to go through this entire process with me, honestly, the last time we went through this live with a group of people, I think it lasted about six hours. So it is a big in-depth process to dive into. And then after you leave, you have quite a bit of homework too. If you want to work through this plan or your process with me live, I want you to check out the link in our um, show notes here and sign up to join us in January for our plan your year workshop. It is really good. And I promise you, you are going to feel like an entirely new business owner when you can go into the year with a plan, when you can go into the year with goals, when you can go into the year with a strategy, when you know exactly what you need to do, where you need to go. You know what your schedule is going to look like. You know what your life's going to look like. You know what your finances and your bank account are going to look like. When you start to know and have predictability and dependability in your business because you have planned out every step of the process, it changes so much. I have coaching clients all the time that they work through this and they're like, I've been in business for years and I have never thought to work through my business like this. I have never thought about the importance of why I needed to do these things. Like this stuff is life-changing. This stuff is so good. It's going to make my life so much more simple because I know what I need to be focusing on. I know what I need to do in the new year. Also, I'll say one of the most valuable pieces is doing the audit and learning how to look at your clients and your finances and say, what tweaks, what changes, what adjustments do I need to make to get closer to my goals? Because all too often we run our businesses and we just kind of go, we just do the things we pay our sales tax. We send our stuff to our accountant at the end of the year and say, dang, where did all my money go? What did I spend so much on? Right? But I want you to take personal responsibility and control of your finances and your business, of knowing how to analyze your business, of knowing how to manage your calendar and your schedule and to set boundaries and to create predictability in your life, and in your business. Most importantly, though, I want you to start to realize who that person is that you need to become to run the business that you're dreaming of. And I think this is something that so many people tell me. They tell me, Corinda, I had no idea how much personal growth I was going to have to go through, how much personal digging and working on myself that I was going to have to go through to build my business and to get to where I needed to be. But once I realized that it wasn't just about taking pretty pictures and figuring out how to run a business 
once I realized it was also about me personally and me making those changes as a person and me growing and me stepping outside of my comfort zone, then everything started to really change. I didn't realize how much I was holding myself back. I had somebody message me the other day who just joined our coaching program and she started working through our course that's inside our coaching program called Six Steps to Six Figures. And the first piece of Six Steps to Six Figures is working on yourself. It's mindset. It's finding your why. And she said, I didn't realize how much I was holding myself back. I didn't realize how much I was getting in my own way. I didn't realize that I was sabotaging myself. And as important as all of the business tools are in the world, you have to be willing to also work on yourself and to grow as a person and to do the uncomfortable things and to dig into your heart and soul and to fix these things that sometimes get in our way. And also to be big enough to realize that sometimes we are our biggest enemy as a business owner. Sometimes we just need to get out of our own way to swallow our pride and to do the thing we need to do. Whether it's picking up the phone and calling a client, investing in ourselves or in our education, taking the time to learn business, even though we're artists and we just want to be creative and take pretty portraits for our clients. Those are the big scary things that require personal growth. So I'm going to encourage you to commit to not only working through this process as you go into the new year, but I'm also going to challenge you to start to really focus on yourself, to invest in yourself, to start putting yourself first, to start prioritizing your time, your value, your talent, to stop letting clients treat you poorly, to stop being paid pennies for your work. And to say, I am valuable. I am worth it. I can do this. That's my challenge for you as you go into this year. It's really so much more than just the business side of things. It is personal. And this is why we start with this whole dream big idea, right? This is why we start with visualizing and figuring out who it is that we need to be to get to where we're going. We start to feel who that person is to step into the identity of that person to make decisions as that person. I want you to think about yourself and where you were maybe five years ago. Did the person you were five years ago anywhere near the person you are today? No, you've probably grown. You've been through things. Life has happened. All of us have grown. I can guarantee you out of everyone listening to this, the last five years, you've grown. Is the person you are today that much more equipped to handle things than you were five years ago in your business or in your life? Yeah. Now, if you can learn how to tap into the person that you are going to be five years forward in the future, and you can start to say, who do I need to be five years down the road to get where I need to be? Who is that person? What does that person look like? What does she feel like? What does she dress like? As funny as it sounds, like sometimes when I work through this um, exercise with people about dreaming big, it's something as simple as I got up and got dressed in real clothes and not yoga pants and I fixed my hair and put makeup on. I had somebody mention in the workshop the other day 
that something that she had realized was that she needed to get up. She needed to put on her makeup and look good and feel good to be able to go do the things she needed to do in her business. And so part of the things she'd been doing is getting up and fixing her hair and her makeup because she felt better. And she felt like the person that she was going to develop into down the world was going to be that person that got their butt out of bed, put on real clothes and fixed themselves up and made themselves look nice, even if they were sitting in the house working by themselves. It could be something as simple as that. I've had people work through this exercise and say, hey, you know what? There's some crappy people in my life that I don't see in my life whenever I get to that place. There's been some people who've worked through this exercise and been like, you know what? I see myself moving to a tropical island and sitting on the beach all day long. (laughs) That's where I want to be, right? How do I get there? What is that person going to tell me in this very moment I need to do to get there faster? So I want you to ask yourself today as you listen to this, what steps and what things do you need to do today, right now, in this moment to get where you need to be? What changes do you need to make? What is one thing you can do today? Is it read that book that's been sitting on your nightstand? Is it get up and go for a run in the morning because you know you feel better when you do it? Is it kick some trash to the curb that doesn't need to be in your life anymore? Is it investing in yourself, in your education? What is it? Go do that thing today. That's my challenge for you. Sit down and just ask yourself what you need to do to get there. And you will get there that much faster because I promise that person that's inside of you knows what you need to do. Don't forget that if you want to join us live in January for our plan New year workshop, check out the link in the show notes and head over there to join us for the plan New year workshop. It is so good. We are going to walk through all of these things we've talked about today, and I'm going to show you exactly how to work through these things in your business. And also you're going to get the most amazing spreadsheet in the world. And even if you don't like spreadsheets, I promise you're going to love this because I don't actually love spreadsheets, but I think this is the coolest thing in the world. So make sure you check that out and join us in the Planner Year Workshop. It is so good. I know you're going to love it. And if for some reason you're watching this after January and the Planner Year Workshop has already taken place, you can also grab the replay of the workshop if you're not able to attend live. So make sure you go check that out. I am so excited and I hope to see all of you there. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please make sure you share it on social media or leave a rating and review. As always, you can check out the links and resources in the show notes over at masteryourmindmoney.com. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at masteryourmindmoney. And don't forget to join our free Facebook group, Photography Business Tune-Up with Corinda K. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.